Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. guest is an Oscar winner from movies you know like The Bourne Movies, The Departed, Goodwill Hunting, and now downsizing. Please welcome the one, the only, Mr. Matt Damon. Thank you. It's good to see you too. It's good to see you too. Um, yeah. I just, this is really, you know, it's like way more. Like Letterman was never like this. This is really, really. They this, didn't, is, no, no, this crowd is raucous. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I wish, I wish they'd gone and seen Suburbicon. <laughs> they can still rent it. They can still rent it's it. It's streamable, right? It's totally, it's totally streamable. streamable. It's totally it is physically streamable. capable to be streamed. You can still, it's still there yeah. to be seen. I love yes. that handshake we did just there, coming out here. Because yeah. you never know how to greet the person. Are we going to hug? Is it going to be like a man bump? What's yeah. it going to be? But it was like we were closing yeah. the Henshaw account. Well, that's it was right. just one sir. firm handshake. <laughs> All right, let's sign and the papers. <laughs> It's been a long time since you and I have seen each other. Yep. Uh, we're talking uh, back there. Uh, only other time I've interviewed you was in 2013. Do you remember this? You saved my life. I do, I do. And I was really impressed that you pushed through with the interview. I was trapped under a Coca-Cola machine yeah. on the old show. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was in a lot of pain. I was bleeding out. You were. You were, and, you were. Uh, but it was the only day you could come by, so we did it anyway. So we did it anyway, and yeah. you were just such a pro. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm the pro. Yeah. You were amazing. You just sat there on the Coca-Cola machine. I did. <laughs> Told incredible stories. I, did, I got tired, so I sat down yeah, um, yeah. on the machine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but... so wonderful to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, you, you are you're an action movie star sometimes. I thought you were going to say, you are, you are an ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds. Yes, action movies. I am an action movie person. God, I wish Sometimes. you could say that to your guests. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wonderful? You sit somebody down and go, before we get started, I'm so glad you're here. You are a complete piece of And you, <laughs> and you, sir, are a total douchebag. Thank you. It's good to sir. There you go. Very good sir, to see there you, it sir. is. Yes. That's a good feeling. Honestly, uh, just getting it out there, just clearing well, the air. We know is where so we nice. stand now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to be there. I don't want to talk to you. It's no, just it's fantastic. Just sucks for everybody. But 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 I do yeah. want to talk to you because I, I I love your movies. You got so many great ones. You got the Saving Private Ryan. You got Rounders, Talented Mr. Rippy, Oceans, all the Oceans movies. Siriana, The Departed, uh, The Good Shepherd, Invictus, The Informant, True Grit, Behind the Candelabra, The Martian. Did you bring any of those? 
<laughs> Thank you. Did you bring any of the poop potatoes by or anything like that? I didn't. I didn't know you wanted them. Oh, but, yeah. Um, like I can make some, I'll make some potato. more for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wait. Uh, but, of course, also, like, you're like a massive action star with the Bourne movies. You've got four girls. Which of all of these movies do they go, I like that movie, Dad? Because they're like 11 and younger, right? I haven't seen any of them. Really? Yeah, no, no. None of them? Not no. even Goodwill Hunting? No, God, no. Why? Well, um, Why? Goodwill Hunting. It's a tearjerker. It's a, uh, look, I'm very enormously proud of it, but, but I remember when people at Miramax came to us and said, could you make it PG-13? There's no violence or sex to speak of. You know, it, it, it's just, and I said, what's, keep, what's making it rated R? And they said, the language. And I said, okay, well, so we could loop a couple lines. And they go, yeah, but you're only allowed, I think at the time it was allowed, you were allowed to say the F word three times. And I said, okay, well, how many are we off by? And they said, you, you, you go over by 145. <laughs> so, I, and I, I think being from Boston, I don't think we realized how much we swore. And, and, and I don't swear that much anymore. <laughs> and you so, just say that instead of uh. It was, it was literally a placeholder. Like, you'd go, Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. You know, and it just... <laughs> and so we wrote it the way we... Sure. You know, when Ben and I wrote it, we would, yeah. we would do the lines together, and, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then we'd transcribe it. You <laughs> piece of You know? Right. And, and right. So, so, no, I haven't shown the kids that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone is taking a defibrillator right now to the standards and practices person yeah. at CBS. Well, I'm giving, I'm giving the on. beeper guys some work. Sure, well, we're yeah. live. Yeah. We're live, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. So do they even know? Okay, well, that's fascinating. I thought there may be some they would like and some they wouldn't like. Is there, uh, is, uh, there's no, n none of it? Well, I Aren't you in, like, Happy Feet 2? Aren't you I am. The, they've seen, they've seen Happy the Feet 2. You're the I krill. Am. That's an excellent. Brad Pitt and I are the two krill in well, Happy Do you Feet. want to hear something funny? What's that? Um, John Stewart and I were offered those roles. And we said, nah, we were too busy, we can't do that. And they said, fine. And then it was you and Brad Pitt. So, you know, I'm I, just saying, you and Brad pick hurtful. up the scripts we throw out the window, is all I'm saying. I mean, I really wanted to work with George Miller, and, you know, he told me he couldn't think of anybody else for that part would have been... A, and I just... Now, that's hurtful. I feel like George Miller lied to me now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sure, he yeah. should have told you. He, he should have told, told you. Who's, which, which whose wake you were Wait, skiing were you, in? What? Which one was Pitt? <laughs> Were you well, the lead Pitt krill? Was, Pitt was the krill with the abs. <laughs> so that would have been and you, you were or John? Shorter, shorter krill. <laughs> I think John's vegan, so he's got the abs. So he's got the yeah, abs. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, right, well. You didn't, I'm sorry. So, we'll well, so out. there was that. So the kids we'll have seen that. that. Yes, what? and they have, they, they, have seen they have seen that, and they have. And I did a, uh, an animated movie called Spirit about a horse about sure. 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are children who have now grown up. You know. You know. 20 years later. <laughs> But I, so my, my kids have seen that as well. But. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And they're, are they impressed with you or anything like Not that? Not at all. Do they, have a, no. uh, do they have awareness of any of the rest of it? I think they're starting to, but... I mean, I, look, well, I have a 19-year-old who obviously has seen um, a, lot, a lot of stuff, but, uh, okay. but um, she's obviously old enough she can do whatever she wants. Sure, you let her out. Yes. You let her out. Yes. yes. Okay. That's Way too old for Roy Moore. Yeah. She's 19. It's true. Just saying. It's true. God, man, Thank God. Been... Thank God. She's out of the woods. Exactly. I got to worry about the exactly. next three. He calls that you a know. mature honey. That's right. Um... That's right. No, no, no. That's a cougar. A cougar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with more Matt Damon. Stick around.
Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, uh, Matt, it's, it's now the 20th anniversary of Goodwill Hunting. You won the Oscar for, for writing that. Do you... Uh, I, remember, I remember seeing it 20 years ago, and I was telling your friend Ben this. Is like I watched it, and I went, I don't work hard enough. These are young guys who like are in it, they wrote it, they got it made. I mean, that's, that's really people taking advantage of, of their opportunities. Do you, do you look back at it and, and say, that script is, that deserved an Oscar? Or now do you go, I could have written that better? 20 years later, I could have written a better script. No, I, I, we put absolutely everything we had and we were into that script, and, and um, I... I I've never thought about rewriting it. Um, I don't but, think you should, but you're no, the artist. No, I hope not. I mean, I think that, that was that time in our lives, and mm-hmm. it really was the... I mean, you know, we started writing that. Ben was 20, and I was 22, and... First came, of all, you go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was five years. It, it, it came out when I was 27 and he was 25, and, and so it really just dominated... Our, our whole kind of... The beginning of our adult lives were completely yeah. dominated by trying to get that movie made. What does that film mean to you now? Um, It means a lot. It's a very... It's deeply personal. I mean, because it's all tied in with how our lives, the trajectory of our careers completely changed. Um, You know, and now it's... You know, 20 years later, it was such a positive thing. And now um, to look back and know that, that, that Robin got this horrific degenerative brain disease and lost his life and... Elliot Smith, who wrote that beautiful music and those songs, is, is, is gone as well. And now with the revelations about Harvey, you know, and, and, and knowing that there were women who were really being traumatized, you know, by the person who financed the movie, uh, it's, it's weird because it collides with all these incredibly positive feelings like Ben and I have these careers 20 years later that we're so grateful for. And, and our privilege, as you know, they're not... You know, you got to keep working at it. You know, it's, if, if people stop going to the movies, then I'm out of a job. And it's really that simple. And, and so it's all just tied up, and the, all these kind of heavy feelings kind of collide with each other. You know, at the same time, like, I remember going back to Boston a few years ago for my dad's birthday, and we took a picture on the park bench. I went, we, I walked into the Boston Common with my kids, and 
And we found the bench that we, Robin and I did that scene, you know, where he, where he, he it's a long monologue for Robin and I barely say anything, but, um, but we wrote, we were really proud of that scene and it was kind of a big moment in the movie and I hadn't been there since Robin had passed away and I went and we went and we took a picture sitting on the bench with my kids and they didn't understand the significance of it. My wife did and my father was with us, but, you know, so it's, it's <clears throat> very, very powerful feelings kind of, uh, you know, Conflict, you know, conflicting and colliding with each other. Well, thank you for that movie. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. It moved me then, and it moved me now. It's still beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> you played the krill, though. I did play the krill. Um, okay, the new movie is is downsizing. Uh, what what's? It's an unusual premise. Tell the people the unusual premise of this movie. Okay, know. well, for, it's Alexander Payne, who's one of my favorite directors, and I've been sure. just desperate to work with him. The Descendants, the Sideways, Descendants, Sideways, Election. Yeah, I mean, uh, about Schmidt. He's just made. He's just never made a movie that wasn't fantastic, and um, and so he came to me with this idea about. He said, okay, sir, Norwegian scientists have found, out, found a way to shrink humans down to five inches in height, and 6% of the global population decides to do this as a way to offset climate change. And I just looked at him and went, this is, you're, I just didn't think he was being serious with me. I thought it was, <laughs> it was like a test. Um, but then he gave me this script that he and Jim Taylor, his, his co-writer, had been working on, and they'd had it for 10 years, and it was, it was fantastic. And he described it to me as he wanted it to be a Hal Ashby movie with great special effects. And that really is what he made. Hal Ashby was a brilliant filmmaker who uh, made, in the 1970s, kind of in the, in the wheelhouse of American cinema, made some incredible movies. And this movie, to me, feels like it's a giant satire. It feels like it could have been made in the 70s. And I'm just enormously proud of it, and I wouldn't change a frame of it. And it's exactly what Alexander said it would be. So It's the, you know, people want to have less of an environmental impact, and so it literally reduces their footprint. Well, they're only about this tall. Yeah, it, it, it com- because yeah. well, and and a lot of people start to go for it. They, you know, they say it's for the, because they they want to do their part. You know, yeah. but it's actually because they they f- realize that they can consume more, right? So if you're for less, right? So if you're five inches, you can have the equivalent of a six thousand square foot house and two acres for the size of your desk. Right, right, and, you and if you just... have fifty thousand dollars in savings, you have ten million dollars. Exactly. So people feel like they can have the kind of American dream that they can't quite attain here in the big world, and they they downsize so that they can. Have well, it. we have a clip here with you, and I think it's Jason Sudeikis. Yes, and he's so, explaining to you. Yes, he has downsized. We're high school buddies, and he has gone through the process, and he's come to a reunion as a, as a small person, and and <laughs> and we're catching up. Okay. Yeah, Jim. So the decision to. Well, that's the thing. Downsizing takes the pressure right off, especially money pressure. Well, and plus, it must feel good to know you're really making a difference. You mean all that crap about saving the planet? Yeah. Downsizing is about saving yourself. But now, Carol and I, we like kings. I'm still living in the same house I grew up in. I mean, Audrey's dying for us to move, but we're really strapped. Listen, there's a lot of small communities cropping up out there, but don't mess around. Lease your lands where you want to be. Best houses, best appliances, best doctors. Got all the great restaurants. The kids love Cheesecake Factory. And Leisureland's got three of them. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, maybe you um, back up a little. I think there might be too much garlic in the salsa here. Oh, yeah, right. So. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, man. It was thanks really great to see you again. Good to see you. Yeah, hope to see you again. I hope so, too. Downsizing is in theaters Friday, December 22nd. Matt Damon, everybody. 
Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.